Hey, we have some exciting news to share. We have written a book, Polarity, Intelligence, The Missing Logic and Leadership, and it is now available for pre-order on Amazon. Just search for the title of our book, Polarity, Intelligence, The Missing Logic and Leadership, and pre-order your copy today. As listeners of our podcast, you know we have been using the principles of a polarity mindset, healthy relationships, and meaningful dialogue as leaders for decades. And as business partners, these principles are the cornerstone of our business. Polarities are all around us, even in us, and if you can't recognize them and don't know how to leverage them, they will haunt you. They will keep showing up as persistent problems you are unable to solve. For us, having this knowledge compels us to share it with leaders around the world. We believe the polarization in our homes, schools, communities, and world would shift if every leader became polarity intelligent. We can't wait for you to read our book. Pre-order your copy of Polarity Intelligence, The Missing Logic and Leadership on Amazon.com now. This is the True Leader Podcast formerly known as Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. Today, we talk about the polarity of intuition and logic and why every leader needs to leverage both for effective decision-making. Don't miss it. Welcome to the True Leader Podcast. I'm Dr. Tracy Christofferson. And I'm Michelle Trosett. We are life and business besties, leadership coaches and mentors, and polarity intelligence experts. We're the authors of Polarity Intelligence, The Missing Logic and Leadership, and co-founders of Missing Logic. We are here to help high-achieving leaders break through leadership norms that cause them suffering at work and home. If you're looking to elevate your leadership, increasing your productivity, effectiveness, and impact, and manage your health and well-being, spend quality time with those you love, and live your best life, then you are in the right place. Our goal in this podcast is to equip you with new ways of thinking and practical and tactical strategies for succeeding at work and thriving in life. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of personal and professional development so you can reach your full leadership potential, create a life you love, and be what we are calling a thriving, resilient, and unstoppable or true leader. If you are ready to learn and laugh a little, let's get started. Welcome to the True Leader Podcast. We're your hosts, Tracy and Michelle. And we're, again, happy to be here with you. We love being here in the podcast studio, talking <coughs> to you, <laughs> <laughs> talking to you. And this is uh, one of our favorite topics today. It is. Michelle, look at her. Look at I, She's just like so excited. I really She can am. hardly hold herself still. Do you feel the energy? She's like so excited to talk about this topic. <laughs> <laughs> and we just had a really great experience with this not too long ago with our Breakthrough Your Mastermind group in Colorado. Yes. And this was really the theme of our three-day retreat with it them. It was. Mm -hmm. Should we tell them what it is? Sure. So it's logic and intuition. Yes. And I'm surprised you put logic first. <laughs> <laughs> well, her preference is intuition. It, mine's intuition. <laughs> exactly. I mean, hers is logic. In fact, as we were working with our mastermind group, we, we actually had them do a map on logic and intuition where they, they, they walked the experience, let's just say, of, 
of both. Of balancing both. Of balancing the both. benefits of both. And uh, in preparation for that, uh, Tracy and I sat down. We said, well, let's just do a map in preparation because it's always good to think through it, to feel through it. <laughs> And uh, it was really easy because she's really logical and I'm real intuitive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we really just kind of establish what the positive, out- when we map it, it's establishing what the positive outcomes are of both. Yes. And then what the consequences are when you over, you know, when you over exaggerate or overemphasize one of those and you neglect the other. And there's always negative consequences. But when you kind of map it out and put it out there, it kind of makes it real and concrete and actionable. And it just really helps get out of your head and get things onto paper, right? So it Mm -hmm. becomes more real to you. Mm -hmm. And it's a very powerful, powerful experience to go through. Yeah. And uh, we had a number of different leaders from different um, you know, areas and different areas of focus as leaders. And so it was a really good, um, just a, a robust conversation. And it was really thought provoking. Yeah. And I think it sparked in us how much we needed to run our business and to, in the work that we do, like, it's kind of like a, it was an experience, like we always knew it was important, but whenever you have an experience, it like kind of renews it. Like, yeah, oh, sure. let's apply this more to what we're doing. And uh, so we'll share some of that with you. And as you listen to this too, just, you know, before we even get started, think about what do I tend to be more? Do I tend to lean more into being logical or do I tend to lean more into my intuition? And the reason that's so important is because it all comes down to decision-making. Yeah. And so so we're going to walk through that. Yeah. We right? are decision making using logic and intuition is That's, the topic of the day. It is. It is. So and here we go. <laughs> well, think about how many decisions we make. Oh. As leaders, we make decisions every day. Every day, right? And uh, so it's an essential component of life. Um, in our leadership roles, and also uh, in business. And it doesn't matter if you're a small business owner, if you run a big enterprise, if you're an entrepreneur, solo entrepreneur, you are making decisions all the time. So it's really important that we have both of these uh, attributes. And decision-making, you know, it can be challenging and complex. So that's another reason why it's important. And these are really uncertain times. Sometimes there's not a logical answer, right? Mm-hmm. We're living in a lot of ambiguity. Say that again, Michelle. Ambiguity. Ambiguity. Very ambiguity. Good. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of uncertainty. So it does require um, some new ways of thinking and new decision-making processes. And even if, like I said earlier, it may not be new, it's good to unearth them again to really look at it, how it can be applied today. Well, and I think too, you know, we're facing challenges we've never faced before. Exactly. So there are no roadmaps. Yeah. There's no roads where we're going. (laughs) (laughs) Which makes it a little more challenging to only use logic because you don't have a roadmap. You don't have a previous experience with it. Uncharted Mm -hmm. territories. Yeah, exactly. Uncharted paths. Yes. Yes. So by balancing both, it really helps uh, increase flexibility, adaptability, and resilience, and increasing ability to respond to situations and challenges effectively. Yes, for sure, for sure. So um, 
as Michelle alluded to, really got us thinking about how we are using this in our business or how we could use it more. And I, I think that's a big part of what we're going to talk about today is just mm-hmm. awareness. Um, and so in our business as entrepreneurs, you know, we, um, we're building new products often, you know, new courses or programs, and we're, um, marketing those, like we're sending out our, you know, messages around what they are, inviting people to join them. And, you know, we want to know what the performance of that is, like how effective is our messaging? Yes. How effective are we being in getting the message out there that we have programs for different types of people? And, uh, and so we tend to go to the metrics or to the numbers and use logic because our mantra is numbers don't lie, right? Numbers tell you the truth when it comes to performance. And um, it, it, what it does is it prevents us from get, being emotional and interpreting something from a state of emotion, right? Or making a false interpretation um, of the data. So when we use the data to say, what is the performance, then we have to lean into what's next. Mm-hmm. Do we need to make a change? Do we stay the course? Um, you know, what's our, what's our next step in the process uh, based on that performance? And some of that, you know, it has to come back to um, what have we heard? What are what are the leaders we're working with saying to us? What are we learning? And then just kind of going into what in our gut or what is in our intuition is the right next step for us, right next step for the people that we serve. And so oftentimes there's, you know, there's not a roadmap. It's not been done before. Yep, so we have yep. to lean into the intuition. So we leverage both, right? We take a calculated risk leveraging the data and what we know, like kind of that deep-seated knowing about the people that we serve and the experiences that they're looking for. Um, and oftentimes we'll just, you know, whatever feels right mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. to us, that's what we'll yeah. do. Um, I think too, as leaders, when you think about this, um, you use intuition oftentimes in working with teams, right? Like just kind of sensing what the energy is if something's off or, you know, something's not right in a team. Um, Also in um, networking Mm -hmm. oftentimes too, right? And when you're meeting new people or you're networking or or, um, you have an inclination to reach out to somebody that you've met in the past or when you meet somebody, you think, oh, they're going to be important to me in the future. Um, you know, you just kind of have a, a sense of knowing. And I think even for us and working with people outside of our company, when we meet people and we're talking about potential partnerships, it's really what's our feeling about them? Do they feel trustworthy? Like what's our initial, oh. uh, you know, inkling around uh, the energy with them and kind of what kind of experience we think we're going to have with them before we even dive deep into details around it. Right? Happens to me all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I really relate to that because you just know, like, and even if you don't know how, you're just like, mm, we're going to work with that person someday. Yeah. Yeah. She's really good at picking up the ones we can work with, which is great for us. <laughs> <laughs> and then from an indiv- individual perspective, okay, you're using your intuition a lot. Like you use your, like to buy a car, like, oh yeah, this is the right fit. It feels good, right? You might get all the details and all the data on the mileage and gas consumption, all that stuff. But for, you know, usually it's kind of like, oh, this feels really good, right? Um, another thing might be to evaluating a job. Maybe you've been, maybe, you know, or somebody that's, um, that you're interviewing for a position as a leader. 
you just get a gut feeling they're not going to be a good fit with yep. the team or right. There's just something off. Um, those, that's how your intuition can come into that too. No matter how good their resume is, it just might not be the right feeling, right? The right sense. Um, picking a meal. How many times you've been to a new restaurant and you're kind of like, Mm, you know, like just kind of following your instincts around, oh gosh, it's just really going to taste good, right? Like you just know, um, or a book, like, oh, I got to read that book, yep. right? Like just from the title of it or um, how to dress for the day. Oh yeah. You got to feel that one out. Oh, you definitely got to feel it. Now I don't when we're doing podcasts because Michelle tells me what to wear, <laughs> but yes, you want to, you know, you want to do that. And our friend Alma taught us all about how to use our intuition. Yes. 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 <laughs> Pick our wardrobe for the day. So lots of different ways you oh, can tons. tap into this stuff. Yeah. Lots of different ways. Right. And, um, and it's, you know, it's when to use these approaches and at what times that really helps balance them. Right. Yes. So it helps balance them towards that greater purpose. Like what are you trying to achieve and to have a holistic approach, a balanced approach to that decision-making again. Um, so that, um, it's our harmonious, it's a harmonious approach. You're not gonna, you're not gonna be blindsided because you didn't consider both because they're equally important. Um, and you can apply it to problem solving. Anytime you need to make an informed choice, mm by you know tapping that inner wisdom which is really really important and everyone experiences this no one can get away from this we all make decisions everyone experiences it at a personal level at a professional level and again professionally as we noted in the beginning it doesn't matter what kind of leader you are mm -hmm. leadership role in an organization mm -hmm. small business owner entrepreneur it's all the same and uh, well, each of these, they have different qualities and attributes that really contribute to the decision making process. So now we're going to we're going to walk through what those attributes are when it comes to how they are involved with making decisions. Yeah. And, you know, I think the thing here, too, is um, what you want to understand is this is subconscious. Oh, yeah. This is the subconscious. Your intuition really comes from your unconscious or your subconscious. It's, it's instinctive. It's an instinctive knowing. Um, and it's, it goes beyond reasoning. It goes, you know, uh, beyond rational, logical thought. Um, and it's really kind of a subtle force to guide you, sometimes stronger than at other times. You'll feel it. Um, and it operates really kind of outside of those bounds, I said, like of logic. It's based on past experiences. And really a lot of this is what's been stored over the years of your experiences. And the subconscious kind of files all that stuff away. It keeps track of all the different kinds of experiences that you had, what the meaning behind those experiences were, the emotions it elicited, whether it was a good feeling or a bad feeling, right? All those things are filed away in this incredible brain that we have. It's just really amazing. Um, and it holds on to it so that it can leverage it at different times in your life and in different situations. And, um, you know, that's why, you know, uh, and, and and then it uses your senses as well. So sometimes people will say, I got a gut feeling about this, right? Mm -hmm. So they feel it mm -hmm. actually in their stomach. Some people will feel it in their chest, right? Their mm -hmm. chest will get really tight or it'll open up, like just feel this open openness, right? In your chest. Um, it can just, you might say, you know, I had an inner voice. So you might 
hear it in your mind, right? Like this voice told me, or I heard it, I heard the words, or I heard something like, oh, watch out, right? Like, um, and another one might be that kind of just that sixth sense. Like I just had the sixth sense that something isn't right here, right? Yeah. Something's wrong, yeah. right? And you can just kind of tell. Um, so those are some ways that it can kind of be expressed by different people because they may sense it differently or feel it differently. It's not the same for everybody. It's different, you know, mm-hmm, for different mm-hmm. people. Um, and the process really is a subconscious portion of your brain picks up on these different subtle cues and signals in the environment, in the interaction or in uh, whatever it is that you're experiencing or asking. Um, and it looks for the patterns from the past. So it's going back into that filing cabinet, so to speak, right? And it's really looking back in the files and it's drawing from your memory and connecting what you have in your memory to what you're feeling and experiencing in the moment to kind of help give you that that response, that answer to the question or that response to what you're asking. Um, so it goes way back. <laughs> and uh, and we don't control it. This is not something that you can control. It just is there for you. Um, and I always, you know, I like to say if you ask it, it will show you. Oh, yeah. Right. I say that all the time, too. Yep. If you ask, then it you will receive. Yeah, um, yeah. But you have to be in a space to receive it. So you have to per, you have to be open mm-hmm. to it sharing with you what you need, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times, you know, and examples too that we've experienced this in in the hospital setting because we're healthcare clinicians. But there'll be times where patients would seem to be okay, like the numbers all looked all right, but you just knew in your gut they were headed for a crash and soon, right? Yep. Like you just. Yep. You just looked at them and it was something from all the patients you cared for over all the years and the experiences that was saying, warning, warning, you know, something's not right here. And it would prompt us to call the physician, you know, and Mm -hmm. say, hey, this is what we're seeing, but this is what we're feeling. Like there's just something's about to happen, right? And just kind of be that high alert. Yeah. You can't even explain it. You just feel it. You You just just know it. You just know it. Yeah. You just knew it. Yeah. Yeah, so the logical side of this, um, there's a lot of positive attributes about being logical too, mm-hmm. and that really is when you give a systemic, um, systematic or rational process making sense of the world and experience. So you really look at it through a logical lens. What makes sense? Um, you rely on the data, the evidence, uh, the analysis of that data, mm-hmm. so that you can draw conclusions. You know, yeah. it's just it's putting that logical lens on. It's more of a structured approach, I guess, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You really base it on the the past as well, but there's been evidence. We've already seen it. It's been proven. We can experience it. Mm-hmm. And um, it really helps you to develop your critical thinking skills because it's more not just looking at the data. It's going through that analysis and coming up with mm-hmm. a logical conclusion. Mm-hmm. So they're both needed. They both, you know, they both have strengths. It's not an either or, it's an and and both. And we just wanted to call out a couple of quotes of other really smart people that have discovered this. <laughs> you know, besides us. We'd like you to think that, you know, we just are the ones that have declared this <laughs> into reality. Um, but Albert Einstein, now think about he's a mathematical genius, right? He, he what that man has contributed to our world is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. But he also said, the only real valuable thing is intuition. 
Now, why would Albert Einstein say that? Because he experienced it. Because he experienced it. That's right. And he said, there is no logical way to the discovery of these elemental laws that he discovered. There is only the way of intuition, which is helped by feeling for the order lying behind the appearance. So you need both. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And um, and then the other uh, person who really brought this to the forefront Later than uh, Einstein did, much, <laughs> much later, later. <laughs> <laughs> much much later, much later, uh, he was alive in our era. Yeah, is John Nesbitt. Now, John Nesbitt, he was an executive at IBM, Eastman Kodak. He's written se- several books, Megatrends, which was one of my favorites. Love that book, Reinventing the Corporation. And he says. Intuition becomes increasingly valuable in the new information society precisely because there is so much data, right? So we cannot lose that part of us Mm -mm. when we're in information overload. So he really brought that paradox, you know, many years ago with his book, Megatrends. Well, because the more data there is, the more inclined you are to do that. Yes, Right. So you can't you can't get overemphasized on that. Yeah. And that just brings us to the point with the reason this is a challenge is because this is a polarity. This is a both and polarity. Mm-hmm. It's an interdependent relationship between yep. intuition and logic. logic. When we have a polarity, we know both poles are equally important. One is not more important than the other. It's not an either or it has to be a both and because they're bound together energetically. And so you cannot separate them. You can't choose one without experiencing negative consequences. Um, and, you know, if you want the optimal results, you, you want the very best, well-considered um, decision, then it's essential to use both. Now, there are times where intuition is going to serve you better because you don't have data then you've really got to kind of go with your gut, right? And just like there'll be other times where it's going to be, you're going to lean more heavily into the data. It just depends on the situation that you're Mm -hmm. facing. But ultimately, you need both throughout your decision-making, in your decision-making arsenal, I guess is what I would want to say, right? Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to end up with negative consequences by overemphasizing one and neglecting the other. And, you know, individuals that heavily have a heavy favor or preference for one, um, will overemphasize that, and then there mm-hmm. will be a consequence over time. Ultimately, they'll fail, right? And it's the it's what's beneath what's apparent to you. Yes, right. What we can see in the three D world, um, like Einstein said, right? It's what's behind that. It's the feeling. It's the essence of what's behind what you can actually see. What's in front of you. So that's you know really why to lean into that a little bit more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You got to have the both. You do. And, you know, everyone has preference poles. Some people are more familiar and comfortable with logical decision making. Mm-hmm. And um, and what happens if you lean too much into that, you can miss key indicators that could positively influence your decision making. Mm-hmm. Um, you can experience this as tension between the two approaches or tensions between individuals that prefer the two approaches. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a reality. It's a reality. Yeah. It's a reality. When you have one person saying the data is clear, this is what we should do. And you have another person that says, I don't know. I'm just not feeling it. 
My gut's telling me that's not the way that's to go. That's not the way to go. Mm-hmm. But let's kind of walk through um, some, what can happen uh, when you really exercise the positive attributes of both. Um, so uh, the intuition side, uh, it is, it's really helpful in moments of uncertainty. You know, you can have all the data you want sometimes, but when you're still uncertain or there is uncertainty within you, then lean into that intuition Mm -hmm. um, and it can overcome complexities. You just know there's wisdom there. It's just finding a way to tap into it and uh, that there is an internal knowing and just know that, Um, you know, it's, and and you, the more you practice it, the more that you know it's there and uh, it can help you do a quick assessment and, you know, a quick assessment and the solution that eludes the logic, you can just hone into it. And um, also, it taps creativity and innovation. So I also think about Einstein, too, that he's, he really taught a lot about imagination, right? Mm-hmm. So how you tap into this is silence. Um, it's, it's going within is how you really tap into intuition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially when you're learning it, yes. right? When you're really learning to lean into it. Yes. You want to really have that, that centered, quiet place that you're going to to get mm-hmm. the truth because mm-hmm. you can have chatter that is not the truth. <laughs> yeah. Now when it comes to the positive attributes of logic, well, it's objective, right? It's objective based. Yeah. Like I said, will you say numbers don't lie, right? Like there's objection to that. That's it's objective. So you don't have the subjective influence on it. Um the other is uh, it's evidence-based, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of the science behind the decision, yeah. if you want to think about it that way. Um, there's, uh, there's other elements that say when the data says this, then this is what it means because there's been experience with it built up over time. So there's a history with it. Um, and then it uh, avoids the biases and errors. So, you know, when we are interpreting the data from an emotional state or from a preference state, that can sway. It's a big bias and it can sway the decision, may not be the best decision to make if you're using data, but you're also interpreting it in a way that is has an emotional attachment to it, right? Yeah, right. And, um, and it's reality-based. Um, so... Logic, uh, you know, it's really about what's in front of you, what's right in your face, what is, uh, what is your experience of reality today in this kind of 3D world that we live in and, uh, and how that informs you. Now, there's some risks of using intuition if you're not skilled at it. So we all have intuition, but not all of us have honed the skill to tap into it, to really um, understand how we get our intuitive nudges mm-hmm. to know what our what it is and when we are experiencing it. And so, um, you know, we can uh, think we're using our intuition and really be using uh, an interpretation based on a story we may have made up in our mind about what's happening or not happening. Um, so it really is about if you want to leverage both of these, as Michelle alluded to, it's about going in and intentionally uncovering where it is, um, where it shows up for you, how it shows up for you and what you experience. Mm-hmm. So you really want to hone that, yes. um, that experience. Yeah, you do. Hone it. So on to the action steps. 
This is how we, we wrap this up. is how we help to hone it. Yep. <laughs> we take action, we right? Take action. So So here's some action steps for you. So integrate both into your daily decision making. Be just be mindful of both logic and intuition. Yeah. And so and become self-aware. What kind of dis- what am I leaning into to make this decision? Uh, is it intuition and really leveraging those intuitive feelings? And am I also bringing rational thoughts to this decision? Um, and where has each served you well? So become very self-aware of your own uh, application of this. And then embrace your intuition. So it's like Tracy said, you have to hone the skill. You have to develop it. And so an action step is think about that. How do you do that? Um, how can you get better so that you can trust your instincts? And journaling and meditation is a method to help you do that and to help increase your awareness. And just in the last six months, I started an an intuition journal. I don't use it every day, but when I have to make a decision, I ask the question, I sit, I, I just listen to what comes up for me. It might be an image, it might be words, it might be something, but I I am really learning how to tap into that more and more. Um, so that's another action step that you can take is actually journaling and meditating and asking questions so you can hear your intuitive voice. Yeah. And you may also need to strengthen your logical side of things too, mm-hmm. right? Your logical decision making. So gather relevant information and data. Like what data do I need? Yep. And what um, what is it going to tell me, right? Be clear on what that data is actually telling you from that objective perspective. Um, so that you can kind of weigh out the um, the pros and cons, right? So to yep. speak, use mindful reflection to tap into your intuition and analyze your thoughts. So again, it's just back to that exploring. So here's what the data tells me, but then what is it that I'm feeling about that? Like, what is my intuition telling me? Is it in alignment with what the data is saying, or do I know something else that isn't present here? So again, just and knowing what your preferences are, lean into understanding what do I prefer? Do I prefer to use logic or not so those are our action steps for today and we're going to wrap it up yeah just another incredible episode of the true leader podcast we're glad you were here for it and thank you for tuning in today uh, we appreciate you and if you enjoyed this share it with others get spread the word we love that and leave us a review and then if you'd like to uh, make sure you don't miss an episode make sure you subscribe at wherever you listen to your podcasts And uh, if you want to see us on video, because we're quite the sight to see, you got to (laughs) know, then uh, you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. So until next time, stay safe and stay healthy and take care. See you next time.